I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Think Your Podcast. Blake, who is our guest this This week's guest is DC Comics' own Brad Walker. You've seen Brad's work on Guardians of the Galaxy, Action Comics, and currently in the pages of Detective Comics. Hey, I don't know if I'm... <laughs> I only see you, so I, I don't know if it's working. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah, this week we're going to be talking about Spider-Man classics, the granddaddy of Marvel Legends. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, Brad, did you get any toys this week? Well, it couldn't be more appropriate timing. Because I got the granddaddy of all Spider-Man figures, the new retro Marvel Legends Spidey that, you know, we'll go into great detail, is classic comic style, finally, for the first time, with a Steve Ditko head and John Romita senior head. My life feels complete. (laughs) Now, do you think this is it? Do you think they're ever going to make a better Spider-Man figure? Because I feel like 20 years ago we thought, there's never going to be a better Spider-Man than this. So I feel like there's are. always things they can do. I, I'm the mark. You know, I'll buy. It doesn't have to be better. <laughs> it can be <laughs> slightly different, and I'll just buy that one for the slight difference. But for me, anyway, this is sort of, you know, hits a bunch of the be-all, end-all notes that a little something was always missing in all the others. You know, for me and my personal spider-man taste so you know he's he's got a great shade of blue not too many webs not too few on the costume the eyes are the right shape like everything is my own personal little anal retentive uh sweet spot yeah i'm in your boat because i don't have as many spider-man figures as i kind of want to because i'm always waiting for this perfect one yeah it looks like (laughs) right and I have that one on pre-order on Amazon, so hopefully it'll show up eventually. But it just yeah. seeing it in this small Zoom box, I'm like, that's it. Oh, yeah. That's the one yeah, I've been waiting this, for. Even in that small box, it pops. Like, it looks like Spider-Man, unlike any other Spider-Man we've gotten. Yeah, and I'm sure we can hold it up next to the plethora that I have here, and you can look at a lot of uh, YouTube videos of it. But just, you know, when you look at it next to another one, suddenly you're like, oh, the proportions are more natural. Or, you know... A lot of people like he's a little bit more muscular than in the previous one that people have, have mentioned. Um, I tend to like a more lean Spidey, but then I look at this one and it just looks more naturalistic. Uh, and there's certainly a precedent for him to be a little bit more muscular. And, and I think in context to the Marvel Legends line as it is now, he still looks very lean. You know, you put him next to Iron Man and he's he's not as beefy as Iron Man or Captain America. And certainly you put him next to the the Hulk that they have now that's just huge. I feel like in the context of what they're doing, he very much still feels like a Spider-Man and, and the muscularity is not egregious by any means. So, um, uh, Blake, yeah. did you give me toys this week? I What's did. That? I, uh, for the first time in months, bought toys in person, in fact. I went oh, to... man, a rebel. I yeah. know. Was I you know. wore those big like, Breaking Bad <laughs> hazmat suits? Well, I had all my mask and my gloves. I still get a lot of anxiety when I go out right now. Uh, but I drove from North Hollywood to Culver City, which for people who don't know LA is normally a treacherous drive. And in the pandemic is like a brisk breeze. 
Now's the uh, time to see the city. <laughs> it's amazing. I had to make sure my car battery worked. Uh, my gas is still running. The engine barely turned on, but I went down to Pulp Fiction Comics in Culver City. My friend's wife owns it, specifically to help out her business. I bought a few books I wanted to read, passed the time, and she had all of these NECA figures that I had been looking for. The Toonie Terror Michael Myers, the two-pack of the Gremlins from the winter, and I bought them, and I was so happy. I thought I would never see them. I thought I'd have to be paying crazy prices, and there they were, hopefully free of disease and ready for me. <laughs> Just so keep them in the car for two weeks. Like open? Say that again? Is your friend's comic shop open? Can people come yeah. in and shop it? It's very, you know, she's got the hand sanitizer right out front. She's got the spots of social distancing and everybody has to have a mask and it's all very well done. It's about as safe as I think you can make it. And uh, it actually was doing well while I was there. There were two or three families in there. So a few other people after me, I was very good to see people out and being safe, but I keep getting these weird moments of just like, why? Like I passed two coffee shops on the way there and just saw people drinking coffee and was like, just make it at home, man. What are you doing? Yeah, I went to the comic store once and mine was actually pretty empty. And I was kind of thinking, this is probably a great time for figures, especially at comic stores, because they still get them. People are, you know, it's usually a waste to try to find most figures at the comic store. Uh, because they'll get, you know, a case and that'll be it. And if an employee doesn't scoop them up, then the first person in. But uh, mine was pretty empty. And I was thinking, this is probably a great time to score a new wave at a comic store because nobody's going in. They're still getting them. (laughs) Yeah. I went to Target yesterday, had a panic attack and left. So that was my extent of shopping in person this week. And I unfortunately did not get any toys this week because I missed out. <laughs> I, yes, I went straight to the toys yesterday at Target. They didn't have anything. And then grabbed a cart to start my grocery shopping, had a panic attack and left. Did you it wasn't, order? It wasn't, like, it wasn't like a fake panic attack so you could check underneath the valence? <laughs> <laughs> no, or like justify going to another Target. <laughs> um, no, it was like I... There was just no social distancing. There were some people in there without masks. And, like, I just couldn't handle it and had to get out of there. Yeah. I haven't been uh, everywhere that I've been inside. I, I don't think I've seen anybody without a mask. And if I did, it was in the midst of an argument with the employee telling them they had to put on a mask and them saying, fuck you, and then somebody left. <laughs> so it didn't last long. But, uh, yeah, I haven't been inside anywhere. I get you know, weirded out enough walking by the amount of people that I see on the street. But um, I mean, I haven't been going in that many places anyway. So uh, yeah, a a target holds no appeal for me right now. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely uh, would not have ventured out if it wasn't for these Comic-Con turtle exclusives. Uh, I I guess I literally risked my life to try to get these turtles and uh, it did not happen. So are those the ones that went up online the other day and they were in store at the same time? Yeah, well, they were supposed to be in stores that same day, but they've trickled out into stores over the last week. But no luck. And 
it's it's I, I have given up. I've officially thrown in the towel. Uh, I can't be out going to stores. I feel like I'm never going to find it online. Right. So that's just kind of that. Um, yeah, it is what it is. You know, yeah, for a little mom and pop company, I feel like getting into mass retail was <laughs> going to be ugly. Yeah, and it's not like it's only NECA that this is happening with Target. Uh, Target canceled a bunch of pre-orders on WWE stuff, and their upcoming WWE Legends figures were supposed to go on pre-order. I think it was Thursday at 9 a.m., and they ended up going up at like 3 in the morning the next day. And oh, people hey. woke up the next day, and they were gone. That's your hour. You should have been there. <laughs> I did. I got them. <laughs> nice. I was oh, up. A happy story. <laughs> I was up at 3 a.m. refreshing the Ninja Turtles when the WWE ones went up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was trying to get them online because I got all the other NECA exclusives, the Alien, the Gremlin, the Predator, and I went for the Turtles, and I'm hitting refresh. And for a minute, my target switched over from the, oh, it's sold out, go home, to two blank boxes that just said ship it and i was like i did it and i clicked ship it and it was like there's nothing in your cart and the put it in the cart button wouldn't load and i knew that as soon as i refreshed the page it would be over so i just (laughs) sat staring at this screen for like 10 minutes being like what do i do it's not gonna load up i can't ship it without it in my cart there's no cart button refresh and it was gone and that's what i was with justin where i was like and we tried <laughs> and yeah. sometimes you just gotta walk away with what you have it's uh it's pretty similar to what happened to me and you know what it's all right like i'm not gonna go online and uh piss and moan like a lot of these people i'm not gonna make a meme about <laughs> how incompetent randy is this is not randy's fault this is not <laughs> NECA's fault uh everyone's doing the best they can and i'm pretty, uh, I'm, I'm pretty ignorant to i'm pretty ignorant to you know i sort of peripherally see NECA's products and hear the the talk about them and i've heard so much randy i don't know randy <laughs> i've heard so much uh shit talk about randy this week <laughs> oh, he's a good guy and these figures would not exist without him and <laughs> now the toy internet hates him for problems that are not his fault. So I actually uh, just, so I got my Spider-Man Marvel legend on Sunday, I think. Uh, and then Tuesday Hasbro did their Marvel legends panel or, you know, they did their video that sort of sufficed for a comic con week. And they announced uh, the other figure that I've really been waiting for from Marvel Legends this year is the giant size X-Men one storm. Best, my favorite era of X-Men, the original, all new, all different X-Men. 20 years now, Marvel Legends, they've never made that version of storm. She wore that costume for, I want to say like 12 years. Such a beautiful design. I love it. Uh, They finally are making one. It's going to be a Target exclusive, <laughs> two-packed with Thunderbird. Fine. I'm totally down to buy a Thunderbird, too. Uh, 
they show them for the they show they showed Storm back at Toy Fair. They showed the Thunderbird for the first time. Looked great. Uh, <clears throat> so I was conferring with a buddy over over Messenger about it, and we just had we we saw the link that they had put up. It was like a dead link earlier in the day. I had it open. I probably shouldn't reveal. I managed to get two of them. I probably shouldn't reveal what I did because it'll I won't. Have any <laughs> next time, but I had the page open. I was doing nothing all day. <laughs> I just kept, I was sitting there and I was just, I was watching TV and I was clicking refresh, clicking refresh, watch TV, click refresh. And I was just doing it all day. And um, it just kept saying, you know, this page, there's nothing to display or something. Um, and then finally in the afternoon it came up. Uh, I sort of, I was flustered. I only, I got one in my cart. I, I thought to sign in earlier and update my credit card because they had an old, expired credit card on target i'm not ordering there all the time so i all my ducks were in a row i got one in the cart i got a purchase through and then i was like oh i was gonna get one for my buddy uh got another one through and i was like oh maybe this is maybe this was a false alarm maybe nobody cares about 1975 storm uh and then apparently they sold out in 30 seconds i got <laughs> two of them Everything else in my week has been a disaster that's not Marvel Legends related. But that all went so great. So <laughs> I can only complain so much. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm very happy for everyone that got their exclusives. Uh, truth be told, this is the first year ever that I haven't gotten any of the exclusives I wanted. Uh, and that's I have to deal with it. My exclusive privilege <laughs> is showing. Uh, every year I'm able to go in on preview night and walk up and buy whatever I want. Uh, it's okay that one year it didn't work out for me. Well, I don't know what this bullshit is where <laughs> it used to be when there was a Comic-Con, the exclusive was a thing that you would buy at the show and you would have in your hands. I don't know how other companies went, but the Hasbro Comic-Con exclusive they showed this week it doesn't even go up for pre-order till September. Yeah, yeah I think which is probably the smarter hard. thing to do because by September they'll be able to figure out how to do this. I think a lot of people online distribution, rush. a thing Amazon's been doing for decades. Yes. I just I take issue with the semantics. This is not a Comic Con exclusive when it goes up for pre-order in September and comes to you by Christmas. <laughs> I yeah, no, I feel the same this way. Right now that I buy it, I got it this week. <laughs> <laughs> that was even like it, it didn't take away from the specialty of it but there was a part of me when i ordered my comic-con figures that was like yep that was normal just like any other thing it's a yeah. little less fun <laughs> this is exactly what i've been doing all i've done for for months during quarantine is buy more shit <laughs> online have it sent to me <laughs> i know speaking of comic-con it was Comic-Con in the year 2000. Uh, Blake, this was probably before your time, but there used to be a physical Comic-Con, and you would go to it. It was at a convention center in San Diego, and back in 2000, we rushed into the convention center and for the first time saw the Spider-Man classics. Now, at this point, Toy Biz had been making Marvel figures for about a decade, but they were 
five inch, five to nine point articulation figures. The Spider-Man classics were a whole new thing. It, it, it brought Marvel toys from children's toys to collector toys. Uh, Brad, I'm sure you remember walking to that convention center and seeing them for the first time. Yeah, well, let's, let's go back. So Justin and I have been friends since 2000. So we yes. worked together. We worked together at Toys R Us before I was a comic artist, before he was a writer, uh, and we were both toy fans. We started working together, realized we had all these similar interests, and we had both been going to Comic-Con for about 10 years at that point. Yeah. And I remember going in to 1990 or 91 San Diego Comic-Con and seeing the first Toy Biz Marvel figure. Let's, let's look at this. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was like a pig and shit when I saw this there. <laughs> and it looks like a pig and shit now. I mean, he's got these suction cups on his arms. He, he's got a, a very John Romita Sr. Uh, chest emblem and back emblem. That's very accurate. Uh, and I remember seeing them and I was, what, 12, 13, I guess. And uh, this was before Jesse Falcon, probably. Uh, and I remember, you know, asking this guy if I could have one, <laughs> as every kid at Comic-Con <laughs> will say. Uh, and then, you know, 10 years later, it was kind of the same thing. You go up to the Marvel booth and, you know, Toy Biz just had a tiny table in a corner of a Marvel booth and they had... Uh, they had a, a red and blue Spider-Man and a black Spider-Man. And they had, what were the other ones? It was a man spider. Yeah. Man spider. Yeah. And uh, transformation. Yes. Transforming venom. that had like the big, like transforming head. Yeah. So, but I those two, I think were like existing sculpts from some other shit they were doing. So they weren't quite yeah. like this, like this was, this was a sea change in action figures that they'd actually been building up to uh, because I remember this one from the animated series line that was the first fully or superposable action figure. And this was pretty impressive at the time. Uh, I guess it doesn't have a bicep swivel, but you know, there's a lot of really impressive stuff in this one. Um, but this was Especially sort of from a year that would have been. Yeah, that would have been. There was like nothing else out there at the time like that. Yeah, that one would have been like 96. But this felt like something that they were building to and had finally mastered 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm still getting every little step. Uh, but, you know, it was such an exciting... Spider-Man's my favorite character. Uh, don't tell my bosses. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm such a mark. It had a very McFarlane look to it, which I, you know... Love that too. Um, very McFarlane chest spider. The eyes obviously are very McFarlane inspired. Uh, but we. I remember it was like when they displayed him at Comic Con that year. It was just like a folding table with like yeah. <laughs> cloth on it and a couple of figures, and Jesse standing behind the booth. They paid his airfare. <laughs> he had to get a table when he got there. I think that may have been the first time we met Jesse. I don't know that I talked to him for a few years. I feel like I was always kind of like 
you know, this fucking guy, how did he get this job? <laughs> you know, your, your typical, uh, what was I, 22, 23, fresh out of college, angry with the world. <laughs> Everybody had a job I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, this was not unique to Jesse. Like, I feel like every booth we went up to, it was, how did this asshole get this job? <laughs> Meanwhile, nicest guy in the world. Uh, <laughs> happy to tell you how he got the job reinvented action figures as we know them, which I never would have pulled off. <laughs> That's how we got it. How about that? Invented Hulk hands on top of it all. <laughs> Nothing gives me more pleasure than when, when Jesse posts like a, a clip of Hulk hands in a TV show or something. <laughs> yes. I love it. I absolutely love that it. Moment. <laughs> and he's a hell of an improv. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that was, that was, summer of 2000 and then i remember we were working at toys r us and somehow we were dying to get these figures and somehow we found out that like either toys r us wasn't going to get them i think something happened it was a long time before they came out and uh then there would be like um there would be reports of them showing up in you know, this was early days of of our uh, internet savvy. It was a lot. We had dial-up still at the time, uh, so your your resources were limited. But there would be reports that they were showing up at Kmart's. So Justin and I would drive to Kmart at midnight. The one after we got done working at Toys R Us. <laughs> after we got done working at Toys R Us, we'd drive in. We'd creepily stalk this Kmart. That was never going to get these figures. Uh, they, <laughs> They reportedly showed up at uh, FAO Schwartz in Las Vegas. So we took a trip to Vegas. <laughs> and I did From get Los Angeles. Uh, I did get the black one. Uh, a friend that went with us, FAO Schwartz, they were probably, what were they, like six bucks at the time of FAO Schwartz? I think they were 10 or 12. <laughs> and, and I refused to pay that kind of money for an action figure. You have to pay uh, that markup for that singing tree that's in all those stores. <laughs> We had an impulsive little friend with us that had a Toys R Us paycheck hot in his little hands, and he was like, uh, you want that? I'll buy that for you. <laughs> so I ended up getting one of the Feo shorts, and uh, I took him up on it. So that was how I got the black costume one, and then still had to wait. It, feel, it felt like months for them to start hitting uh, mass retail before I could get the red and blue one that I loved. Um, and I think we did end up getting them. Kmart. I don't remember where we ended up finally finding them actually hitting stores. I vaguely remember that. I remember, yeah, I think you got them at Kmart. Yeah, and then eventually we bought more of them once they eventually hit Toys R Us. Even though it was just four figures. Like, I feel like we kept buying the Spider-Man and the Black Ops. Whatever the hiccup was with that first wave, I feel like they got the second wave out pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, The second wave had the more first-appearance-looking Spider-Man, they called it. So it had smaller eyes. I guess it was supposed to be reminiscent of Ditko. Uh, Yeah, at the time they called it Ditko Spider-Man, but then a real Ditko Spider-Man came out in the Marvel Legends. Right. Uh, so it had this, it had Daredevil, uh, there was a Rhino, Rhino, which was also another, uh, I feel like it was a holdover from some other proposed line because it was under articulated comparatively speaking. 
and I can't remember what the... Oh, it was the uh, Battle Damaged that looked like the cover of uh, Agitus, the, what, the McFarlane Spider-Man 4? Four or five, yeah. And it had uh, half a lizard. Yeah, and I don't have any of the bases. That's another, they were so cool with the, the bases, and the, the regular Spider-Man came with like a spider symbol base, and you could hang him on the wall. It had like a little clip, and you could hang the base on the wall. Yeah, um, I think it, you could hang them all on the wall, uh, the bases on the wall. Yeah, they were so great, and, and they carried the bases over to Marvel Legends and eventually scaled them down and ended up with Build-A-Figures. Um, because not only were not only was this like a giant jump in the actual action figure, but it also brought in the Marvel Legends style packaging, the uh, hard plastic clamshell packages with the uh, comic book inside. Yeah. Um, so this this was the beginning of all of that that turned into the regular Marvel Legends line. Yeah, we were there, hook, line, and sinker the whole way. <laughs> And it has been hard. Yep. And I remember spending basically that, that whole year speculating whether or not there would be a more expanded Marvel line in right. this scale when we got to Comic Con the next year. And so I remember just making a beeline straight to that table. So, was that just the next year then that they showed the Marvel Legends? 2001, I guess? Yeah, I got them just up. So I moved to New York uh, spring of 2002, and I remember getting them like right after I got moved here. So they must have shown them at 2001 Comic-Con, and they didn't show up till spring 2002. So uh, they've shaved down the production time significantly. (laughs) (laughs) Man, yeah, and there they were, and then we were off. With Marvel Legends. Kept getting better and better. Uh, yeah, let's see. What else do I have? I have the... So that's the Ditko one. Uh, and then I have a, I have one that's a little bit bluer. <laughs> you know, you just put them out and I'll just, I'll just get the next one. I don't care if it's better. I don't care if it's good. <laughs> I'll just keep buying them. Uh, then I remember loving this one. Remember this one? when? So we have a story about this one. Uh, this one is from... The Legends, uh, Urban Legends box set. Right. And when we saw these at Comic-Con, I flipped out for, I, I like this one. Uh, it feels a lot sturdier than, than the previous ones. I think this might have been the first actual Marvel Legends Spider-Man. It wasn't a Spider-Man Classics secondary line, although he did end up getting released, I think, again in that, that line. Or, or maybe this is that one. It was a slightly different paint. But I like this... Uh, I like the tone of blue. I like the eyes a little bit more modestly sized. I'm very, you know, for the Spider-Man mark that I am, I also have my particularities. doesn't prevent me from buying the others that aren't quite as much my style. But So we saw this one, and he came in a box set with uh, Daredevil, Punisher, and I think Elektra in white. Yep. I was, like, super excited about this one. So we would always spend you know hours of the con at that toy biz booth and that's when you know we started talking to jesse he appreciated the hell out of how much we loved all that stuff we just you know stand there and look at it for so long he started talking to us about him and then 
because he kept seeing us, we, you know, on the way out every year after the, uh, the announcement, we try to wait in the, in the convention center as long as possible. Um, and after the announcement that con was over, we, we try to not leave as long as we could until they threw us out. <laughs> uh, so we swung, we would start swinging by the toy biz booth on the way out because it was at this time, it was like where diamond select is, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was up at the front. This year it was up by the doors. Yeah. So we would swing by. They had upgraded from a folding cable table to like one medium glass display case that Jesse right. would stand behind. He would. He was moving up it by inches <laughs> in the world. Uh, so we would go by, and he would say, "Hey!" And he'd say bye to us, and then he'd be packing up the figures, uh, and he didn't need to take these production samples back. And he started giving us the figures that wouldn't be out for you know eight months. Uh, he'd give us figures to take home, and and he sometimes gave- versions of them that wouldn't come out at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my, what was that wave with Juggernaut and Brown Wolverine and Deadpool? Never saw them in stores, but I have them from that San Diego because he gave us that wave. Uh, and this was one of the ones that he, he gave me just because I was so excited about it. Um, I remember he gave us that four pack and we had to figure out how we were going to split them up. Yeah, I think he gave me Punisher and Elektra. Then he gave you the Spider-Man and Daredevil, and I, I looked at you with like a, like a cartoon puppy eye. <laughs> and you're not really going to take that one. <laughs> and I think you traded me for both Elektra and Punisher, probably. <laughs> not a fair trade looking back, but at the time, two for one was a good deal. <laughs> and the Daredevil ended up coming, up with, uh, coming out with a different paint job. The Daredevil had a wash on it, but the release didn't. Right, because we have this other friend who was a, a pretty adept at the time customizer who now owns a toy company uh, called Boss Fight Studio that makes um, these really amazing four-inch, mostly four-inch, but they have some other lines that are six-inch. They're making the new uh, Lucha toys, and they make the Bucky O'Hare and yeah, stuff like have, that, too. They have a Luca line coming out. Uh, anyway, so he had... He had done a custom Daredevil that was in uh, the colors that he and I would always lament that they never made a Daredevil figure, which was like a, you know, a deep red, like a very dark blood red with, you know, brighter red sleeves and belt and boots, because that was the way Wally Wood clearly intended. <laughs> so he had done uh, a custom of that, I think, at my behest, and Jesse had seen it, or he had shown it to Jesse, and... And Jesse took that as inspiration and, and did a, a deep red uh, Daredevil, which was super exciting. Um, I think it did come out somewhere because I still have one. Um, yeah. There were so many, like, I feel like once Marvel Legends took off, <laughs> there were so many, like, side four packs and stuff like that, that I have a hard time remembering which versions yeah, ended were, up happening. Uh, anything that was released in a pack could then be released as a Spider-Man classic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, there was no... Because <laughs> no. even though, like, there's two, there's two real sets of Spider-Man classic, but the line went on for, like, another six years. Right. Uh, but they went on the more traditional card, and 
most of them were a more traditional like toy kind of yeah exactly yeah. All, all of these were released in something called spider-man classic and again these are all there's something i like about each and every one of these but none of them ever had every aspect of spider-man that i uh that i loved until this week <laughs> <laughs> uh so i'm assuming you got all the figures in that new spider-man wave i did i haven't opened uh, I, I think I'm going to leave um, a Spider-Man and each of the villains on the card because I, I love that retro uh, animated series packaging. Probably my favorite thing about that cartoon is the toy package that went along with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that cartoon has aged to a point where I like the imagery of it more than almost anything else. Yeah. Like It's now just that logo and him in that angle, and I'm like, that's the whole show. Yeah. And the guy oh, that, that uh, the guy that voiced Peter is like a crazy trumper. He's oh, really? Like a, yeah. <laughs> I find a lot of um, God damn it actors from the '90s, you know, Sabato Jr. and Scott Baio and uh, Christy Swanson. Why is it all this era of television actor? I have the suspicion that it's all about taxes with those actors, and the career has tanked, and they want every penny of royalties that they get when Charles in charge airs again. And it's, it's all stemming from taxes. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's disappointing. Yeah. I follow the, uh, the showrunner, a guy, John Semper jr. Um, wrote cyborg for a while for DC and I did a panel with him and, uh, I'm Facebook friends with him now and he's always posting interesting, um, historical tidbits about the cartoon. Um, it's kind of, kind of interesting to follow. He just, I haven't watched it since it originally aired. I wonder how I would feel about it. If I went back and gave it another look now. Uh, I was so, I was really into it at the time, but even me being this huge Spider-Man guy, they kind of lost me. You know, I'm hesitant to, um, I don't want to shit on it because people love it. And, uh, like knowing knowing that guy John and seeing like the pride that he still takes in it, that's very touching to me. Um, it it definitely lost me pretty quickly. It just got into like a a take on Spider Man and then on superheroes in general in its sort of like excess of throwing every everything in. It sort of lost me. I I still think that those early episodes. I watched a couple of uh, I watched like the first season and a couple episodes of season two. Uh, sort of in the background while working just because I was so excited for this line, even though they're not figures from the cartoon, <laughs> they're comic <laughs> figures just on retro cartoon packaging. I don't know that Peter That's looks like he's from the cartoon. He does not. He does not look like that. He's right here. <laughs> I don't have the, the Ditko head. He never wore this. Uh, this is a convenient reuse of a Stan Lee body with some, uh, Chuck Taylor-ish shoes on it instead. Um, I think it was just a body reuse, and you know you can have a brown jacket. It looked like the picture on the cartoon toy packaging, but it never looked like that in the cartoon. Isn't um, anyway, Gwen Stacy one Gwen from the comic, but MJ from the cartoon? If you switch its head, or am I making that up? Uh, it's it's MJ. It's sorry, it's Gwen from the comic. It's the outfit she was wearing when she died, so it's very yeah. specifically comic uh, related and and it's got an MJ head doesn't correspond with MJ's clothes in the show. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I guess 
she had the same hairstyle on the show as she did in the comic. But finally, it's a it's an MJ with bangs, which is nice because they had only released one other MJ and it just didn't look like MJ because it didn't have that very MJ hairstyle. That's a real nice figure. I didn't get it down because it's not actually Spidey, but I got that one down. And he's to me, he's worth it just for the spider sense head. I'm so excited yeah. for that one to show up yeah. too. I just want this whole line to show up at my door. Yeah, it's nice. Um, I feel like it's one of those things like, uh, apart from the Spidey uh, and maybe the Gwen, I don't know that any individual figure from the line is going to blow your mind, but it's a great it's a great lineup when you get them all together and you get like two great villains and you get uh, a secret identity and a supporting cast member and then um, you know another hero. Like it's just a, a well put together line I feel like and I don't usually these days um I'll buy two or three figures from a wave tops um and this is the first one in a long time I remember that I, I bought that whole wave like no ifs ands or buts um yeah so what what are you still looking for in a spider-man figure what what could they do I mean, now my, in the me, next 20 years all right so I'll, I'll my tiniest of gripes with this one specifically he would go so much further if he had that joint on the toe. I mean, so much further. You can do so many nice deep uh, crouching or crawling poses, and then the, you know, the foot just doesn't bend. And I've, I've seen so many people do these crouching stances where they then make the, they have to get the feet level to make it sit up, and then it doesn't look like a good crouching pose. But if he could if the legs could be back like that, you can go so much further with it. So that's really my, my biggest gripe. He, he didn't come with wall crawling hands, which a lot of people have mentioned, um, which is a shame. Uh, the ones from the previous MJ two pack do fit. Uh, they're a little smaller than this giant. I don't really care, but this web, this web whipping hand is enormous. (laughs) Your, your hand is, um, the size of your face, and this is larger than his entire head. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Um, would have been nice if he came with the wall crawling hands, and uh, you know, there's been a couple that come with like webbing that you can attach. That's super cool. But really, I think it was obviously a, a cost cutting measure. I love the two heads, and the fact that they're exactly the two heads that I would have wanted so much. That that's a much better accessory to me than another pair of hands or webs. And I feel like this uh, figure has made such a splash. I feel like they're going to they're gonna repurpose this thing for years to come. Uh, I would buy it again with a little bit darker blue. I would buy it again with a little bit lighter blue. I would buy it again with <laughs> slightly different artist-specific Spider-Man emblems on the chest and the back. I'd buy it with, like, uh, different artist representation heads. Uh, they got me. <laughs> uh, suction cups oh magnets uh i have um an import here that people love very much that has uh i don't have them on right now but it has magnet hands and feet which is really cool um they could do anything like that i would love if they did a, a black costume version of this this build because the only they actually have a real nice black costume version but it's got comically giant 90s eyes and uh for the black costume i think he only had the big giant eyes for like six issues or something oh. uh craven's last hunt mike zek drew, drew them huge and then mcfarlane came on for the last three issues of the black costume and 
and two of them huge. The rest of the time they were they were much more modestly sized. So it'd be nice if you know they did a black costume one. It's a little bit more representative of eighty two to eighty eight. 1982 to 1988. Um, yeah, they could just, they could re-release this one ad nauseum. And I think uh, a lot of people would buy different versions. Um, people that maybe weren't as into, you know, a lot of, a lot of toy fans these days are just 90s nostalgics. Um, and so they're not as into, you know, the head sculpt that's more representative of like the 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, 2000s, 2010s. Um, you could release that and people like me would buy another one or people that weren't as into this would buy it for the first time. I think they, they just, they've got a real well-engineered and you can see when you get it, um, it just feels really good and sturdy in hand. It has all the functionality of one of these imports, but these import figures, oftentimes if I pose this, these legs fall right off. <laughs> you just have to stick them back on, but this just feels really uh, real sturdy and well-built, but, but also very, um, poseable and fun to fuck with. Super happy with it. Uh, before we wrap up to get a little bit out of the toy biz Spider-Man realm, uh, they just announced last week, a hot toy Spider-Man. Uh, this has to be up there in the list of great Spider-Man figures. Well, literally, I think that must have been Sunday night because I got this in the mail Sunday and I was like, oh, last Spidey I ever need. <laughs> and then Sunday night they post that thing online. Uh, so you're talking about the uh, Hot Toys one from the classic suit from the PlayStation game. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it's a very just classic looking Spider-Man in 12 inch um, with a real suit. I have the... So most of my toy collecting now is pared down to Marvel Legends and uh, Marvel Hot Toys and Star Wars Hot Toys. That's kind of, uh, and then I'll get your odd uh, DC figure when it looks good. I got your um, Mondo Batman animated figure and uh, some uh, Mezco and, no, Mafex and, uh, yeah, what's the, what's the other one? It's one that Ian likes. What's that line? Starts with an M. Mezco, yeah. Mezco. Yeah, Mezco. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I've got Hot Toy Spider-Mans from, from the movies, because I like that design a lot. Uh, but this one is going to be, you know, comic book Spider-Man in like a really deluxe 12-inch figure. Um, speaking of, since I dug them out, Found this one oh, over the yeah, years. I love those. Great. I couldn't, I couldn't find the one with uh, the mask. But I had this one. They were savvy enough at the time, or uh, shitty enough at the time, to sell that separately. But this at the time was a lot of fun. And then the granddaddy that I found. Oh the, man! Eighteen <laughs> inches. It's got uh, three joints in each finger. <laughs> I think that this was as experimental as they So for the people who are at. just listening, explain this amazing giant Spider-Man and the line and everything. I need to know I, all I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to. I don't know what they were doing. 
it has every point of articulation possible. And, and his head just lolls to the side like that. Uh, I think this was from when Spider-Man 2 came out. And yeah, I think so. I think I may have stolen one of those from Toys R Us because I didn't want to pay for it. Uh, no, you weren't working at Toys R Us by 02, were you? Yeah, I think so. I was back. This thing was just so uh, ambitious and ridiculous that I almost bought it just for that. There would never be another Spider-Man to rival this in terms of just let's (laughs) – we're going to send him out a whole new door. (laughs) (laughs) He's got multiple uh, ab joints. Yeah, he's got everything. And actually, now as I'm looking at it, a lot of the – the joints are stuff that are just they're doing on uh, your regular Marvel Legends now. You know the the rocker back and forth on the ankle stuff like that that is pretty standard now. Uh, he's got two toe joints. <laughs> yeah, and I uh, I had this. I must have had this in a closet for years. Came across it. Was like, oh, I'm never getting rid of that. I, my instinct was right to just put that in the closet, uh, and I, I put it back in the closet. And oddly, um, within the past four years, because I lived in this apartment, I saw one on the street that somebody was throwing away. <laughs> I just ran across one of these on the street. Weird. It's horrible. <laughs> I know. It's blasphemy. Well, I would have taken it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wasn't touching the trash. I'm sorry. It's a great Spider-Man figure, but I was not touching. <laughs> Uh, so Brad what's your latest issue of Detective Comics where can they uh, find your work uh, issue 1024 of Detective just came out and it's the, the fifth part that wraps up our um, Two-Face story that's in 1020 through 1024 and we dovetailed into a prelude to Joker War during the arc so uh, yeah it's the deal uh, is a great self-contained story, even though it, um, you know, Joker factors into it. You don't need to be reading the main title to read it. Um, it's a great, tragic, sad Two-Face story, as they all are. Um, it's got Two-Face in it, Joker, uh, Court of Owls, uh, a little bit of Mad Hatter, and uh, Hugo Strange. Um, s- super fun story. Uh, one of the more... Uh, crowd exit <laughs> at the end of an arc. Uh, one of the more happy experiences where I look back and I, I still feel like it looks pretty good. I'm usually hating stuff, you know, 10 minutes after it's out the door, but um, yeah, it turned out really nice. Got um, great story, uh, great inks and colors on it. Um, super happy with it. So yeah, uh, detective 1020, 1020 through 1024. Hardcover um, should be out in a few months. If you're, inclined to wait or uh, always get stuff on comiXology. So. And where can people find you online? Uh, I'm on Facebook. You can look me up there by my name. Uh, this is my face. It'll pop up. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at uh, I am Brad Walker. One, one word, no underscores, at I am Brad Walker. And Blake, where can people find us? Where can't they find us, Justin? <laughs> Most retail comic stores. It's a digital podcast, so you have to find it on iTunes where you can leave us a five-star review. You can then follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash how do you figure. 
We're on Twitter at How Do You Figure PC and on Instagram at the How Do You Figure Podcast. And depending on when this goes up, the Comic-Con panel we did will still be online on their channel and probably in our podcast feed by this point. And if you move fast, you can find them in a Hollywood Target toy That's right. <laughs>